podcast. I recently got an email from my team and basically it is in regards to like what we're going to be doing for our Q2 team meeting and the email basically said that during that time we're going to go through a storytelling workshop and I was just super pumped about this. And so I'll read you the email real quick uh, so you can have some context around it and why I'm making this piece of content for you. Um, it says, we've got a great day planned with which will focus on elevating our storytelling skills. And it also further says that we realize that many of you have been telling your stories in class for years. And our goal is to look for opportunities to enhance one of those stories by sharing some ideas and some best practices for storytelling and giving you the opportunity to practice delivering your story. And so it further says in the email, to do that, you'll need to bring with you a short story to work on, two to three minutes. Um, we suggest that you bring a story that you feel can be improved, not your masterpiece. Wah, wah, wah. And I've got hundreds of stories that I can tell that are my masterpieces. And there is one story that I have been telling lately, but I've just not been able to get, you know, the message across. And I'm kind of super pumped about bringing this one to the workshop. And it says in the email, the story will need to be written or typed out. And the goal would be to take a, a good story and make it great. And there's some examples, you know, that are told during classes from a couple of my colleagues. Uh, one called They Hate You Story, which is told during his opening. Uh, there's another one, you know, titled Oh No, Did He Just Walk Past Me? Story, which is told um, uh, during a class that one of my other colleagues is teaching as well. And it, it ends with Just Like Iron sharpens iron we are going to work together to have fun learn from each other and enhance our skills and i just absolutely uh love this format so what i did was and what i'm doing right now is i'm jumping right into it and uh, this story that i really want to learn well to tell uh, and i'm not really sure where it's going to fit in my uh, keynotes or my training classes, whether it's in a classroom or on a webinar or virtual training, whatever have you, it's called the 20 mile march. And just to kind of give you a little context around it, it is a concept that was developed in a book called Great by Choice by Jim Collins. And I kind of put a little twist of it on my own because it really resonates with how I look at you know, the B2C space and, and salespeople and their leaders and basically went ahead and typed it out first. So I'm going to go ahead and tell the story to you guys because I'd love to get some feedback and also try to keep it between two to three minutes. And then I'll give you a follow-up uh, uh, post in the podcast and just kind of let you know how that went. Uh, and that's coming up in a couple of days. So um I started by writing uh, sales, the 20-mile march. Today's July 1st, 2019, by the way, at 2.44 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, and I'm working on this live so that you can see how I'm reverse engineering this particular storytelling workshop. And I think it's important for you to listen. 
especially if you're a salesperson feeding your family on straight commission or a sales manager out there somewhere listening. Salespeople and leaders that prevail in turbulence self-impose a rigorous performance mark to hit, which can be delusional because they themselves have never been there before. You understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? People like to say, okay, go sell this much, but they've actually never done it before. So the story goes something like this. It's just like hiking across the United States, but you do it by marching at least 20 miles a day every day. And the march imposes work and hustle in the micro and being very, very patient in the macro. The 20 mile march works only if you actually hit your march year after year. Like if you go out and set a 20 mile march and then you fail to achieve it, you stop being practical and then you switch gears to something else because of the judgment that you got from your family or your friends. And they say things like, see, I told you, you should have gotten a real job. And then you accept it and then you become vulnerable and you lose all your leverage of your upside. So here's the story. Imagine you're standing with your feet in the Pacific Ocean at Pier 39 in San Francisco. And when I first came to this country, um, I lived in San Francisco, so this is very, very familiar to me. So imagine you're standing at Pier 39 at the Embarcadero in San Francisco, California, and you're looking inland at the Golden Gate Bridge. And you're about to start a 3,000-mile hike from the Golden Gate Bridge to Niagara Falls, which is just north of Buffalo, New York, where I went to high school and college. So on the first day, you march 20 miles, and you're making it out of town. On the second day, you march 20 miles, and again on the third day, you march 20 miles, and you're basically now heading into the heat of the desert. And it's hot, and it's uncomfortable. And you're whining, right? It's, it's more than 100 degrees. And you want to rest in the cool of your tent, but you don't. You get up and you march 20 miles. You keep the pace 20 miles a day. Then the weather cools. And now you're in comfortable conditions. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is great, right? The wind is at your back. You could go a lot further, but instead you modulate. You hold back. You modulate your effort. You stick with your 20 miles. Then, all of a sudden, you reach the Colorado High Mountains. And boom, you get hit by snow, by wind, temperatures below zero. It's uncomfortable. It's just really, really bad. And you want to give up. And all you want to do is stay in your tent and call an Uber. But you get up. You get out. You get dressed. You march your 20 miles. You keep up the effort. 20 miles, 20 miles, 20 miles. Then you cross into the plains and man, it's glorious springtime and you can go for 40 or 50 miles in a day, but you don't. You sustain your pace, marching 20 miles and eventually you get to Niagara Falls. So I want you to think about this for a moment and I want you to imagine another person who starts out with you on the very same day in San Francisco. They get all excited by, about the journey and they log 40 miles the first day. Just blew your numbers away, right? 
but they're exhausted from their first gigantic day. They wake up to a hundred degree temperature instead. They decide to hang out until the weather cools, thinking, oh, I'll just make it up when conditions get better. And then they start getting used to that. They maintain that pattern. Big days with good conditions, whining and waiting in their tent on bad days. So as they move across the Western United States, same as you, just before those Colorado high mountains, right? They get like the spate of great weather and they just go all out. They're logging 40 to 50 mile days to make up that lost ground. But then they hit this huge winter storm and they're utterly exhausted and it nearly kills them. And so they decide to hunker down, crawl into their tent and decide to wait for spring because there's just no business out there. And then when spring finally comes, they crawl out of their tent, they emerge, but they're weak and they stumble off towards Buffalo. By the time they had entered Kansas City, you, with your relentless 20-mile march, you had already reached the tip of Niagara Falls. You win by a huge margin. It's true what they say, slow and steady wins the race. You got to be patient in the journey of the macro, but you got to be rapidly fast, but learn to modulate in the micro. Some people believe that a world that is characterized by this radical change and all of these disruptive forces actually does not favor those who engage in consistent 20 mile marching because they put the past up on a pedestal. Now, you're probably wondering right now, Mr. Z, but wait a minute, you're confusing things here. Perhaps some of those successful salespeople, perhaps you, as successful as you were in sales, could afford to behave this way because you're so successful and dominant. And it's not true. It's, it's like you're saying that I was born with this God-given gift and this talent, and we're not. Perhaps 20-mile marching is just a result of success, a luxury of success, but not a driver of success. But listen, let me tell you, the evidence shows clearly that when I myself did this for 25 years and, and successful people around me in the B2C space embraced, forget B2C, even B2B, when people I know that have been very successful embraced a 20-mile march very early, long before they became a top rep, were always, always very successful. And furthermore, every other person, 80% of the time, failed to 20-mile march with anything close to this consistency shown by the top reps, including myself. In fact, this is one of the strongest contrasts in my message. This is part of, this is one of my messages. This is one of my thesis in 2019. Having a clear 20-mile march focuses the mind because everybody on the team knows what the markers and their importance are. They can stay on track. Look, financial markets are out of your control. Customers are out of your control. Earthquakes, they're out of your control. Global competition is out of your control. Technological change, whether you like it or not, is out of your control. 
most everything in this world is ultimately out of your control. But when you 20 mile march, you've got a tangible point and, and this tangible point of focus that really keeps you and your sales teams moving forward despite confusion, despite uncertainty, and more importantly, even chaos. Folks, let me know what you think of this uh, particular rant that I just got into. It's probably more than the two to three minute mark, which is why uh, sometimes I feel it's important it's it's important to get the message out there. But I just don't know the one of the things that I'm, you know, really apprehensive about and going into this workshop is keeping that story at two to three minutes. So I'll work on it. Uh, I'll let you know, you know, if I can shorten it and uh, bring you guys some value. I hope you enjoyed this audio experience. Please leave me a comment uh, on Twitter and follow me at Zareer Merwanji. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.